Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Everybody, the thick of the Big 12 season is now upon us, and uh, here we go. Come on in. Thanks for listening. Appreciate your patronage, as always. We are getting off to a strong start already, coming in like a house of fire. As you are listening to, as you probably know, the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe Podcast Network. Appreciate you tuning in, or clicking, I should say. It's been a wild couple games. Since the last time we spoke last week, it's been an up and down in terms of conference play for the Kansas Jayhawks going to the outpost that is Lubbock taking a loss. Then the back and forth affair against Iowa State. Neither performance I felt overly confident in. And well, let's do the business first. This is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe Podcast Network, your Number one network for professionals. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? And, uh, you know, coming off the back of a show last week where I was like, you know, I'm not really believing in this team right now. A lot of positivity around the Jayhawks. They beat Oklahoma State. They took care of some cupcakes. But this is the program that hit the airwaves and said, The eye test isn't doing it for me. The results aren't quite there. And what do you know? Lose in Lubbock to Texas Tech. That loss might be looking a little bit better and better as the days go on after Texas Tech beats Baylor, Baylor's first loss of the year. And then, of course, KU comes back a couple days later and has just a real back-and-forth wrestling match with the Iowa State Cyclones. Hope everyone's doing well. I'm doing the best I can. I've got a lot of mucus in my sinuses, but I am playing hurt. Uh, you can catch me on all the social media platforms, Twitter, Joe Nasty 90, Instagram at Jonas N 310. They are open and I am ready to talk some ball if you want. And that sort of is the setup. You saw the games in all likelihood, or you certainly saw the results. Kansas loses 75-67 to to Texas Tech, who, like I mentioned, followed up that game by beating up on Baylor. Then Kansas wins on a last-second shot by DeWan Harris, of all people, on a very tough layup. A layup that was much harder than it looked on TV when you check out the closer-to-the-court angles. One-point win over the Clones. It was an attack of the Clones and their new very buff head coach, T.J. Osselberger. KU wins 62-61. What do they get as a reward? They will take on West Virginia tomorrow on Saturday. In a game that takes place at 1 p.m. Central Time, it's on CBS, so you can book that one as a loss. Afternoon games on CBS don't tend to go well for the Kansas Jayhawks, even if they are somewhat of an overwhelming favorite. 
ESPN's matchup predictor has Kansas as an basically an 85% favorite. But CBS, afternoon game, I'm going to count that one as a loss beforehand. <laughs> so I want to talk about the team. I want to talk about what's going on here. And the first thing that comes to my mind is this. Bill Self does not know what he's doing. <laughs> Excuse me. Frog in my throat. I should probably finish that sentence by saying Bill Self doesn't know what he's doing with his rotation and this roster. Yes. Fooled you. A little cloak and dagger right there. Bill Self has no idea how to deploy this roster at the moment. No rhyme, no reason, and especially the big man. Right now, he's got two for sure's. Oche Abaji plays, Christian Brown plays. The rest of it, toss it in a hat, pick it out. Who knows? Remy Martin would play, but he's hurt. And I'm not sure Bill Self really knew what to do with Remy Martin, especially in that Texas Tech game. Then he just straight up didn't play against Iowa State. Wasn't street closed the whole time. So I don't think Bill Self has any handle whatsoever on this team. I don't think he knows who to trust other than the two for sure's. And let me dig a little bit deeper. I'm going to start with the lesser realized rotation problem that I noticed from these two games. And it is Remy Martin and it is against Texas Tech, which I just briefly mentioned a second ago. And then we'll get into the literal bigger problem with the bigs. So we knew Remy Martin was hurt. He's banged up. He was less than effective against Texas Tech, and he hardly got any minutes until Kansas had fallen behind by, I think it was like 12 or so. So here's what Bill Self did. He goes with a starting lineup without Remy Martin, inserts Jalen Wilson into the starting lineup, which first and foremost, welcome to the season, Jalen. 20 points. Six of eight shooting in 32 minutes against Texas Tech for Jalen Wilson. Welcome back. Sort of made up for Christian Brown and his less than enthusiastic effort against Texas Tech. Ten points, four of ten shooting. Yikes. One really cool dunk, though. So Remy Martin doesn't start. Bill Self trying to steal a game without his star point guard. DeWan Harris is the one true point guard in the starting lineup. Remy Martin used sparingly, especially in the first half, maybe got a minute and a half of game time in the first. Second half, it turns into essentially garbage time. Kansas is down by 12. Nothing is working. He yanks all of his bigs. Lightfoot, McCormack, you're both out of there. Kansas goes very small, puts in Remy Martin, and they make their run. Kansas cuts it down to what? It was like a four-point game. They maybe got it down to a two-point game right after the Christian Brown dunk. That's what I'm talking about. That was the big momentum issue or the, the moment. They were not able to overcome. They lose eventually 75-67. But the message that Bill Self sent to me watching is Remy Martin wasn't healthy enough to play while this was a tight game. Kansas down by eight at halftime. 
No, certainly not out of the woods. Brevin Martin is not going to play while this is up for grab up for grabs. But once it looks like it's we can just throw whatever we want at the wall and hope something sticks. He's more than healthy enough to get some run here. The numbers don't look good. Only two points, one of three shooting for Martin. But when he was in there, that's when Kansas made their run and they made it interesting. So what was the problem in the first half where it was okay for you to play him 12 minutes? Let's call it like 11 and a half minutes in the second half. I found that very, very head scratching of a moment or decision. Something you may not have noticed, something you may not have really thought about, but I thought that was fascinating. Now let's get to, again, pardon my pun, but the pun is very much intended, the bigger issue. Texas Tech, Bill Self starts Mitch Lightfoot. Iowa State, he starts K.J. Adams. Both of them, as the starters, only get 10 minutes, each of them right on the dot. As the starting, called the center, the big man, they each only get 10 minutes. And honestly, I was shocked to see that K.J. Adams was in 10 minutes or in double figures of minutes played in that Iowa State game. Did he start? Yes, he did. That doesn't mean he got quality run out there. Because basically after the first quarter of each half against Iowa State, K.J. Adams was out of there. And by quarter, I mean, we, of course, know the TV timeout rules in college basketball, every dead ball under an increment of four minutes. So basically, K.J. Adams played until the first whistle after the 16-minute mark and was not seen or heard from again the rest of of each half. However, when he was in there, active, good defense, dunked the ball, caught the ball that was passed to him and then dunked it, something you don't often see from KU's bigs. Yes, he was in the wrong place a lot on offense. But to me, the trade-off of his defense and his ability to actually grab the ball, the trade-off on the offensive end was enough for me, for K.J. Adams. But yet, he hardly even played. The Texas Tech game, Mitch Lightfoot, 10 minutes only. McCormack ends up getting 14 minutes off the bench, much like he did against Oklahoma State when he had a career game. Yes, he fell right back down to earth in those 14 minutes. Only four points and six rebounds. Bill Self has no idea what to do with the rotation of his bigs. What happened against Iowa State? K.J. Adams starts. Mitch Lightfoot then, as the non-starter in this rough-and-tumble game, gets the lion's share of the center minutes. 20 minutes for Mitch Lightfoot off the bench. He wasn't getting that kind of run as a starter. But all of a sudden, once Bills tried to shake things up again, he's now getting a lot of run. He's playing a lot. And the biggest, I'll call it travesty, the biggest head-scratcher of the entire Iowa State game was Dave McCormack is hardly heard from the entire game. Makes sense. The guy ended the game with one point. He was not effective. Only four rebounds in what amounted to be 10 minutes. But when it was crunch time, essentially the last five minutes 
of the entire game of a tight nip and tuck ball game. Who does Bill Self turn to? He went to David McCormack. I don't know what happens in practice. I don't know how Bill Self views his players or what regards he he holds them to. But I thought that was a monumentally, I don't want to say ignorant move, but it was just silly. The guy is stiff as a board, hasn't played all game. He's clearly been ineffective against Iowa State. And McCormick goes right out there in the biggest minute moments of the game. And you know what happened? He threw the offensive foul that gave Iowa State the ball back. Argue the call if you want on the moving screen or the late screen, if you will. Good call, bad call. He was in there. He was rusty. He was doing nothing. And he got called for a moving or late screen, offensive foul. And what do you know? He gets yanked right after that. The damage is already done. And then he gets pulled. Bill Self didn't know what to do with his rotation. And honestly, it should have cost them. What's he going to do with this big man? I have no idea. Clements is hurt. Zach Clements, he's hurt. But honestly, his feet are too slow. And the biggest issue is defensively for these big men. I don't care if you run plays for the Kansas big men the rest of this year. If they didn't run or call one set play for a Kansas big man the rest of the year, I would love that. Let Abaji, let Remy Martin win healthy, and let Christian Brown eat on the perimeter and let them just dish it off. Let the big men get rebounds, do put-back dunks, keep possessions alive. They don't need to be focal points of the offense. What the entire team needs to do is pay attention to the details. This is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show. Host Jonas Nordman. Let me know your thoughts on what you've seen over the last couple of games. What do I mean by pay attention to the details? And again, this goes to the big men. In both games, Texas Tech and Iowa State, both opponents pulverized Kansas on the glass. Especially, especially Texas Tech. The numbers are paltry. Texas Tech out-rebounded Kansas by 10. 34 to 24, including a whopping 13 offensive rebounds for the Red Raiders. A game that ended up being an eight-point deficit, 13 offensive rebounds, and all those extra opportunities mounts up and really paints the picture of what happened. Iowa State. Kansas actually out-rebounded Iowa State by one, 33 to 32 total rebounds. But again, here come the clones with once again 13 offensive rebounds. And it reared its ugly head down the stretch. Kansas gave up offensive rebounds that allowed Iowa State to cut back into the lead and eventually take the lead before Harris won the game essentially for Kansas. I thought that last shot, by the way, for Iowa State was going in. From the TV angle, it looked like it was right on line. But the big fog in the sky, I guess, was looking out after the Jayhawks for that game. And you want attention to details? How about Jalen Wilson missing the front end of a one-on-one with Kansas up by 
what was it, two, three? Not only do they not get one free throw, they miss out on the entire opportunity to extend their lead. Next thing you know, Iowa State comes on down, makes things even tighter. In fact, that was his one free throw of the game, and he missed it. The biggest one of the game, 0 for 1. So, attention to details. Not this Kansas team's biggest strength. Positives. Want some positives? We can do that. One, battled back, showed grit, blah, blah, blah. Made things interesting against Texas Tech. Two, took some punches from Iowa State, a gritty defense-first team, and did win the game. I thought it was completely crazy that neither Bill Self nor TJ Osselberger, the Iowa State head coach, called a timeout in that last, what, 30 seconds? Kansas goes down, draw the foul, take the lead. Iowa State, no timeout. They go all the way down. Brockington, who I love his game, Isaiah Brockington, the master of the mid-range, comes down, hits the game winner. No, no call timeout by Bill Self. They go right on down. Dewan Harris hits the game-winning layup. Iowa State still with time. Head on down and miss the potential winning shot. It was thrilling. It was crazy. And it was refreshing. The last 10 seconds actually took 10 seconds. What a concept. Another positive. How cool was it? Roy Williams in the house, right? That was so cool. He wore his black turtleneck. He did not have the Jayhawk sticker on it, much like in the championship game of 2008. He was masked up right there courtside. Cool to see athletic director Travis Goff sitting right next to him for much of the game, chatting him up. It's good of a relatively new athletic director to sit there and show some reverence. I thought that was nice. I, I know it's not a huge deal, but a little goes a long way, especially for athletic directors. So I've talked about it on these airwaves before. When you want to talk Roy Williams versus Coach K, old Roy just finishing up his season last year and then saying, I'm finished. I'm retired. Classy. Didn't make it about him, right? Didn't have the goodbye tour that is currently happening for Coach K who made sure to announce his retirement, impending retirement, before the year. Had the press conferences, gets the gifts, this, that. Yeah, so much respect for Roy Williams. So great to see him at Allen Fieldhouse. I hope he can come back for several more games. I can only imagine what he was thinking watching that game. It was great to see the pictures of old Roy's old players, several of them coming back. I thought I saw Nick Carlson in the back there. So that's special. That's what makes Kansas basketball so special, right? And I remember in 2003 when Roy Williams said, I don't give an S about North Carolina. And then what do you know, a week later, he gave several S's about North Carolina. Not the best way to do it. Forgive and forget. I think Kansas fans after that 2008 Final Four, Roy versus Bill, and the the, the big-time beatdown, 
with the famous graphic, right? Uh, Brandon Rush outscoring North Carolina. I think it was all well and good after that. So very cool. He said he wanted to be there for the Mizzou game. Scheduling didn't work out. Still really fun for him to come in for an old school Big 12 rivalry, Kansas, Iowa State. On the game scene on ESPN+. Plus. Nothing like a top 15 matchup with a legendary coach making his return, not being widely seen by the nation. Super cool. And you, now on the docket, West Virginia. Never a fun game. Never, ever, ever a fun game versus West Virginia. Bob Huggins, Bill Self, we talked about preseason. Bob Huggins, of course, a fashion icon. The man who wore the quarter zip before, it was cool to do so. Or at least as a, as a head basketball coach. The players to keep an eye out on, or out for, Taz Sherman, whew, averaging an eyelash under 20 points per game, 19.9. Interesting for a guy who averages 20 points a game. Only a 78% free throw shooter. Something to keep an eye on. Yes, that's good. But for a guy who shoots it pretty well in all other facets of the game, I find that interesting. Down low, this is going to be tough. This is going to be interesting. Gabe Ashwabanon, big, burly, tough, classic West Virginia center. Going up against the paltry twigs, if you will, of Kansas front court. By the way, Christian Brown still leads this team in rebounding. If you really want to put a big arcing statement to talk about, let's just call it the lack of production from Kansas's big men, Christian Brown is the leading rebounder on this team. 6.2 per game. Not bad. Sherbin, Eschwabanon, West Virginia's gritty. They average only allow, allowing teams to score 61 points per game. That's low scoring. It's going to be tough. Again, I'm chalking this as a loss. I'll be shocked if Kansas wins. Only because it's on CBS in the afternoon, though. That's the only reason. <laughs> Anywho, appreciate you listening. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you've seen from this team. Remy Martin's supposed to not play against West Virginia. That's going to make it difficult once again. And there's a really tough horizon or some really tough games on the horizon for Kansas. It's Big 12 play. It's all going to be really tough. What a conference. Whew. Kansas is a half game back in the standings after Baylor loses to Texas Tech. KU does have a game in hand as the we remember the opener against TCU just got rescheduled, by the way, March 3rd. So Kansas sitting at 2-1 and one in conference, Baylor and the other leaders at 3-1. and one. So Kansas with that game in hand. Should be fun, should be really frustrating, but that's the joys of a West Virginia battle. Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. Until we speak next time. Rock shot. So please don't try to fake it. But I'm back to the lecture at hand.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.